Hello and welcome to episode 25 of Ranger Pod, the podcast that's dressing up as the morphing grid for a costume party one episode at a time. I'm PDT, I'm sort of an expert in Power Rangers, but not this one. And joining me is Grax. Hi everyone, how's it going? It's going good, and based on the overwhelming reaction to our Ron Wasserman interview the other month, by which I mean nobody commented on it, mm-hmm. I've got another special guest in the studio. You Wait, you do? I do. That's right, you may recognise him from today's episode of Power Rangers, Life's a Masquerade. Oh wow, I can't wait. Say hello, Frankenstein. Uh, Wait, what? No, I'm not buying this. This is a terrible costume. You just got some random hobo on the street with like a suit, a really terrible wig, which is covering his eyes, and and you didn't even bother with the face. Frankenstein, can you confirm that you are the Frankenstein who appeared in the 1993 episode of Power Rangers Life's a Masquerade? Which first aired on October 30th, 1993. There we go. If that doesn't clinch it, I don't know what does. That's one of the laziest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Almost as lazy as this episode of Power Rangers. Frankenstein, just feel free to chip in at any point, you know, if you've got like behind the scenes factoids to share. Do just let us know. <laughs> oh, that's so dumb, I love it. <laughs> Failing that, we're gonna get on with the with our episode. <clears throat> and of course the first bit of business is the synopsis. Grax. Okay. Take it away, buddy. It's all hands on deck at the Juice and Gym Bar because it's being decorated for our Halloween costume parties. All the heroes are helping out. Even the two bullies are helping in their own special way. On the moon, Finster mentions something called a super putty and Rita orders him to create a monster to distract the Power Rangers, which happens to be Frankenstein's monster. Well, yeah. Rah! That, yes. That. Yeah, yeah, no, no that's, that's you. That's you, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all five... Carry on, Grax, carry on. Later on, all five heroes turn up for the costume party, but Tommy's not there because he's out working on his costume offset. The costume party's jumping. Zach oh, is yeah, getting... no, it's because of it's because of Brian the Zoo Ranger uh, Frankenstein. Yeah, uh, Zach I didn't is... know you watch the Japanese stuff on set, but no, carry on. Zach is getting no love from Angela, uh, so his business is usual. Uh, but wait, Frankenstein got all the love from Angela, apparently. Oh, is, is that so? I'm not surprised. But wait, what's yeah. Alpha doing here? Why is he here? Oh, wait, he's here to join in the party, and he's picking up all the chicks. Uh, which is good for him. But meanwhile... Uh, Frankenstein picked up all the chicks, apparently. Oh, okay. Hmm. Meanwhile, at some random cave, Finster is mining for this red clay that will make the super putties, uh, this new super putty warriors. And back at the party, Frankenstein makes his entrance as he stumbles around, trying (laughs) trying to be all menacing and threatening, but nobody believes him that he's a real deal. And some random girl dances. He, he says he was he was menacing and threatening. No, not according to this girl. She was dancing with you and doing some sick moves as you were swinging your arms. So yeah, anyway, Frankenstein gets bored. Frankenstein's monster gets bored, so he stumbles away to a cave. And Billy, dressed up as Sherlock Holmes, decides to follow him all by himself. And so Billy, Billy gets no, up- no, it wasn't the real Sherlock Holmes. It was just it was just Billy in a costume. Yeah, 
So, <laughs> so Billy catches up with Frankenstein's monster and Come on, Grax, get get on with it. You've so, got a time limit. Oh sorry, sorry, Digitius is not Tommy, and therefore it's molecular transmutation time at ten minutes and nine seconds. So the Blue Ranger is fighting the monster for a bit, then he runs away, and then Rita Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Thirty seconds. Oh wait! Oh Rita collects all the red clay and then makes the earth split into two, causes a major earthquake, and then she starts floating away in a giant ball of red clay and gloats and gloats and gloats. And then Billy catches up with the other heroes and says, wait, that Frankenstein monster is not Tommy. And at that point, Zordon explains what's going on with the super putty um, plot line of the Frankenstein monster lines. And it's morphing time at 12 minutes and 50 seconds. And there's a whole bunch of fighting. And I have to say, Frankenstein's monster, you have put up a tremendous fight. Look, I'm sorry. But Frankie, we've still got more to talk about. We've got to talk about how amazing you were defeating all the Power Rangers. You were brilliant. I mean, you've got some uh, sick moves. Uh, I mean, do you remember that time that even when the dragon sword came up, you grabbed the tail and you were swinging the dragon sword like you just didn't care? I was actually impressed. <laughs> yeah, frankly, I thought you were completely robbed when they the episode had to abruptly end and they had to shift into the uh, what's it called again? The dragon sword in battle mode? Is that right, PDT? Um, yeah, is, is that right? For, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so basically, the the episode ended abruptly, and um. Yeah, everybody is happy. Then Tommy comes back as a right. Frankenstein monster. No, you're you're Al- right. We 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 didn't we didn't mention the bit where you got destroyed. Seems a bit of a sensitive subject, to be honest. Oh, uh, but but that's what happened in the episode. He, the 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 power spear went straight through him, unfortunately, and he exploded in a big explosion. And frankly, you exploded. I don't know how you managed to be here, Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. That is that is a hell of a story, Frankenstein. Yeah. Um. Hilarious. <laughs> anyway, it all ends with Alpha winning first prize. The end. Oh God, are we still on the synopsis? No, no, we're not anymore. We finished it now. I mean, we rounded everything up. And I have to say, Frankenstein being here, it's being super entertaining, which is a lot more I can say than in this episode of Power Rangers. Uh, I've got a bit of a got a bit of a surprise for you, Grax. Wait, really? another one? Wasn't really Frankenstein. What? Wasn't really Frankenstein. Oh my goodness! Just me doing a voice. Oh no! I couldn't tell that it was you doing the voice. My mind was blown. Yeah, like listen, like this is me talking. And I just go into that Frankenstein. Oh, I can see it now. It makes. Wow, I had yeah, no idea yeah. you were so talented, PDT. Yeah, well, quite. So, Life's a Masquerade, episode 25 of Power Rangers. <sighs> Whew. Yeah, I mean, uh, it didn't need to be there. I had to invent something hilarious for the start of this episode because just it's just going to be a lot of like crying for the next 20 minutes. I guess we're going to have to talk about this episode. Uh, do we have to? I mean, it's just such a lazy episode, though. Starting from the Frankenstein costume. Let's just go straight into that. Cause... Yeah, I mean, I, I just want to address that right now. This is the laziest monster design ever. <laughs> it's like the Japanese version isn't that good. You know, the Japanese one is just a bloke in a suit with a bit of cardboard on his head. It's the kind of costume that I would wear for a costume party. I mean, this is not the high budget... No, Grax, no. The kind of costume that you would wear to a costume party is the American version of the Frankenstein costume, which is abysmal. 
<laughs> yep, that's fair, that's fair. I mean, the Japanese one is hardly inspired, but at least it's competent. The American one, you've got this loose-fitting wig with kind of hair all over the place. Covering the eyes, but it's still loose, so it could just <laughs> fall off at any time. Yeah, it's... Oh, the whole thing is just awful. And I don't understand why it's so puffy and bulky, just, like, stomping around, going, uh, uh. Presumably because you've got to have two different actors wearing it. Because the guy playing Frankenstein wears it, and then Jason David Frank just wears the exact same costume to be Halloween costume Tommy at the end. Which I think is incredibly irresponsible of Tommy to do that. Well, why would you do that? Why would you dress up to look like exactly like the bad guy you just defeated? Everyone would have freaked out and gone, oh no, it's the Frankenstein monster. Let's morphing time once again and let's beat him up. Well, I, was I, don't ang- know. I was angry at Tommy about that. I don't know if the teenagers ever, like apart from the Power Rangers, realised that Frankenstein in the gym and juice bar was an actual monster. That's true. And they all probably thought he was just some drunk hooligan off the street who's just a little bit too aggressive. Well, that's it. And now Tommy's come in and being like, yep, I was that hooligan, readers. So at the very least, he's made himself look awful. I know. Just worst decision ever. I just... But hey, it's Tommy. He's not exactly blessed in the brains department, is he? This is true. This is true. Okay, but this is the thing about the monster. I mean, yes, it's a terrible design. It's super lazy. It's just a guy. And especially when Rita makes the monster grow, it's just a giant man. But he's an amazing fighter. Yes. He's the yeah. most destructive, dangerous, maneuverable monster that Rita has ever, quote, created. Well, you don't know the half of it. I mean, we'll get into that when we get to the Z-Ranger episode. But I was just completely blown away because I thought this was going to be a quick and easy episode for the uh, the Power Rangers to defeat him. All right, Megazord's bang, dead, instant. But no, he was out manoeuvring them. He was out fighting them. And it's just clear to see that it's much easier to fight as a man than it is a man in a costume. Well, clearly. I mean, the action footage is so much more epic than this episode ever could have demanded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, air combos as well. Air combos against the Power Rangers. You don't see that with the other monsters. Especially not in such a poor episode. That's what I don't understand. Power Rangers yeah. made this such a low-energy, low-impact episode. Tell you what, since we've talked about the action footage, shall I put it into some context? Uh, yes, please. I mean, I cannot fathom why Rita thought that creating a, a, a copyright-free public domain <laughs> monster would be a good idea. Well, that's never really explained in the Zoo Ranger episode either. Are you kidding uh, me? It's not explained why she went particularly for Frankenstein, no. And they don't really reference the fact that it is Frankenstein. Apart from the fact he's called Dora Franken. <laughs> no, no, he's Can not. Can I just say, before we get letters, by which I mean Quinn t- tweeting us, <laughs> I know... I know that Frankenstein is not the name of the monster. Frankenstein is the name of the scientist. Okay, we're going to call him Frankenstein. Just deal with it. Yeah, well, I'm just going to call him Frankie because it's easier. But Frankenstein's yeah. good. That either, yeah. either works. And this Zoo Ranger is a bit of a problem, actually, because it's a two-part story in Zoo Ranger, which follows on into the next episode of Power Rangers that we'll be doing. Mm, just a bit of a preview. I watched the next episode and it's like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. What's he doing in episode 26? But we'll get to that later on. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to give you most of the story here today and then I'll give you the other half of the story next week. So, it starts with Dan getting a job at a ramen place that's run by a father and son. And he's Mm -hmm. really bad at his job. He's like forever not taking orders. One point he just goes, "Mm, this food I'm serving smells really good. I'm just going to sit down and eat it. He's awful. 
And the others catch him as he's leaving his job. And they're like, hey, what are you doing? Bars has said we're forbidden from getting jobs. He's like, yeah, but I wanted a computer. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. And so they go to Barza and they're like, what the hell, Barza? You said we couldn't have jobs and we get a pittance as an allowance. And Bars is like, yeah, I know. Sorry, I've been trying having to sell off all the stuff in the shrine. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Which, se- which seems like a really bad idea because surely all the stuff in the shrine is probably imbued with powers and things yeah well but a guy's got to make a quick bucks from somewhere yeah he's just hocking it around the pawn shops so anyway they all go out and get jobs may works at fast food gushy works as a policeman boy is a delivery guy and gushy's like what are you gonna do geki and geki's like i think i'll pass what and yeah fair play to geki <laughs> that's a smart well, guy oh he, he he excuses himself by saying oh well you know i need to be ready if something comes up, so I'm going to, you know, we can't have me having a job. I think he's just lazy, to be honest. Lazy or smart as a fox, huh? Mm. Exactly. So anyway, we cut to Dan's work. It's all it's all about Dan's work at the restaurant. And there's a brief earthquake and everyone like goes outside and it stops. And they're just like, oh, okay. And then they go back in. It's boring. And then the, the guy turns on the tap in the restaurant and, like, this pink gas comes out of it. And then all of a sudden the restaurant is flooded with cockroaches. Oh. They're in the food, they're on the worktops, everywhere. And he immediately gives up. He's immediately just like, oh, God, my business has failed. There's no attempt at a backbone there at all. But three people who really do like the new cockroach food, human squat and baboo and Dora Franken, who just turn up and eat a bunch of cockroach-infested ramen. Because, you know... It adds a nice crunch to it. Evidently. So wait, I think I might miss something. Was Fra- Dora Franken created or did he just turn up? He kind of just turned up, but we, we, we it will explain later. Okay, okay, good. I haven't missed yeah. anything then. Because, um, well, basically Dora Franken is made from the super putty. Ah. And the super putty that Rita is collecting in the episode to make the super putties. It's the same business here because the boy hears like voices in the sewer when he's trying to sleep at night. And he goes down to look at the sewer and then Frankenstein kind of attacks him. And he's like, oh, God. And yeah, Dan then turns up because the Zoo Rangers have decided something sus is going on. Mm-hmm. And so Dan turns up and Frankenstein just drops them both in the sewer. And they end up in this cage. And yeah, Bandora's like, haha, we're mining special clay here that makes better putties. So mm-hmm. yeah, and better monsters. And Dora Franken is one of those. Ah. So yeah, Dora Frankenstein tries to like strangle him because Bandora's like, yeah, you can get out. And Dora Franken p- picks up their cage and just like throws it, and they manage to escape. But obviously, he then the Blue Ranger then has to fight with Dora Frankenstein that you see in the episode. Yeah, I tell you what, this, is, me- start- this has sounded like a much better episode so far. I'm, I'm sorry, it is. It's it started off very unpromising with the whole jobs thing. But yeah, it it got it gets better because yeah, then you've got an earthquake and the restaurant is completely destroyed. I was like, oh, then, and this is the point where the ground is completely split and everything and all the buildings are getting destroyed. Yeah, so this right? is where Bandora rises up on her super putty and is like, haha, I've got the super putty, bye. But the little boy in Dan's surface. Then you've got the whole Dora Frankenstein fight, although I say the whole fight, half the fight. Because you know when you get to the point where they're kind of on the floor and there's sparks everywhere and yeah. they're in the Megazord cockpit, there's fire. and Yeah, it's it's that's basically the end of the episode. Because Geki starts calling for Barai and going, Barai, help me, help me, help us, we need you. And he's nowhere to be seen. <gasps> yeah, it ends with them about to be trashed. It ends on a cliffhanger? Yeah, and to a large part, that's where I'm going to leave it for this week. Except to say that 
the final Megazord fight. Because you might have noticed that Megazord gets really trashed and then like halfway through the battle it just becomes a lot cleaner again. Yes, we're talking about the Power Rangers episode, right? It just suddenly becomes clean. Because it's two separate Megazord fights. Ah, that explains a lot. And that would explain the eruptness of how the end, how the fight ended with Frankie Monster. Because Frank Actually, is- that doesn't explain the abruptness at all, but that's something else entirely. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So most of that is going to wait for next week. What I will say is there's an added bit. Because the monster's made of the special clay... The special items which are used to destroy the special clay are, you know, they use them on the ground. They leap out of the Megazord or the Dragonzord in battle mode and they're like, okay, let's use these items, fire. And Mm -hmm. they fire at the Frankenstein from the ground. And then because it's weakened, they're like, Dragonzord in battle mode, attack. But they Ah. can't do that in the American one because obviously the Zords aren't sentient in the American one. So they have to be in there to pilot them. Right. Yes. Which is where the camera trickery comes in. The editing as well. So it's not so much the end as to be continued next week. Which is something that that this episode single-handedly fails to do in America. I'm kind of glad that we watched... Because a little insight into how we do this. We record them blocks of two at a time. And it just happens that we're recording this week and next week's one in one go. So we've yes. seen them both by the time we're recording this. And I'm really glad we have, because otherwise I'd be sitting here thinking, what happened to the Super Putty plot? Yeah, exactly. There's nothing at the end of the episode to suggest that they're ever going to pick up on that again. Oh, related to the end of the Power Rangers episode? At the end of Power Rangers, yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. That made me think that, okay, the Power Rangers have defeated Frankenstein's monster. That's fine. But at the end of the day, Rita Repulsa has won. Yeah. This is, this is Rita Repulsa's day. <laughs> she she completed her mission of getting the red clay, super putty stuff, and she's gone. Absolutely. But because, it, because of the way that Power Rangers have been set up, we don't expect that to ever be picked up on again because that's not the language of the show. No. The language of the show is you beat the monster, you've blown it up, the end, you win. Yeah, unless it's got to be continued at the end, which obviously we had with Green Ranger. But it doesn't do arc stuff like this normally. So it's mm. confusing that there's no sort of final scene, you know, just Rita on the moon going, Aha, you may have defeated me, but I've got the super putty, you know, to be continued. Yeah. Instead, we just go to the masquerade ball. Which, obviously, that storyline needed to be rounded up because who was going to win first prize? Oh, it happens to be Alpha, who's the robot. He's got the most, quote, convincing costume there. Yeah, okay. So let's let's talk about the actual masquerade ball then. Yeah. We've that's... done this in a very roundabout way, but that's oh, fine. It's, fine. you know. So the Power Rangers and their costumes. So we've got Zack as King Tut, mm-hmm. which is basically an excuse for Walter Jones to get his top off. And how? <laughs> uh, what was Kimberly? Was she just a maiden or something? Kimberly was a generic pink maiden slash princess probably a princess because that was the thing jason was kind of robin hood but not green basically a generic robin hood type character billy was sherlock holmes which i've got more to say about in a minute his costume was pretty good actually well it had to be featured for a lot of the episode didn't it yes because he was being the detective he was detecting things yeah apparently and again i want to get on to that in a second Mm -hmm. let's just touch Mm -hmm. on trini because yeah. she was she was Pocahontas, and I'm not sure that's okay. I'm not sure if that's okay either. <laughs> I, I felt a bit weird seeing that. So, oh, oh, that's that's are unfortunate. We, are, are we allowed to have someone of Asian descent playing a Native American? I mean, it's fine. It's fine. It was the '90s. That was acceptable in the '90s. Yeah. 
I'm not sure. Battered an eyelid. I remember being in the 90s. I'm not sure that was okay then. Um, (laughs) But never mind. Uh, Yeah, because Billy. I mean, she was cute. Don't get me wrong. She was cute. Oh, very cute. Yep. I'm. That's undeniable. But yeah, Billy goes as Sherlock Holmes, which he ends up doing throughout the episode, following Dora Frankenstein, or just Frankenstein, but it's not him. It's a pretty cool fight that he has with the Frankenstein monster. Yeah, it's a combination of the fact that the Frankenstein monster is actually a really good fighter, especially when he pulls out his bolts, weapons from his neck. And there was a good fight for the Blue Ranger. They they managed to get some good choreography in there. Okay, but back at the costume party, Alpha 5... As you've alluded to, he comes in just like, hey guys, I wanted to party with you and it seemed like this would be a great time. Yeah. It's like, right, first of all, I don't think you can feasibly get someone's head in there. Although, I guess there is someone in the costume in real life, so... <laughs> ah, busted! <laughs> Defeated yeah. by your own logic! <laughs> uh, yeah, Alpha 5 suddenly... like He goes in and immediately just gets like three girls just really lasciviously stroking him. Yeah, that's that. I had a big problem with that. That's yeah. super unrealistic. <laughs> I mean, clearly these girls are into robots, I suppose. I guess. But, but they don't think it's a real robot, though. They think it's a guy inside, a, a, a short guy inside. And actually, I was kind of hoping. A guy that... who sounds like this. Aye, aye, aye. What's sexier than that? <laughs> you know? I, yeah. yeah. I, I was really hoping that towards the end when um, Ernie presents the first prize ribbon to Alpha, they were going, hey, who is this guy? And they were like trying to open him up. I just wanted them to open up their, his head like a tin can and it'd be like <laughs> circuitry inside. And they look and go, ah! They just start freaking out for no reason. Oh, Alpha Five! Yuck, 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 yuck. The end. Just like one of the girls throws up in his neck, and yeah. <laughs> See, we could write better scripts than this. We we could write different scripts to this. Um, yeah, that's a very good point, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of wish that Bulk and Skull actually committed to their costume changes they did halfway through the episode, where they went into some into i presume their bedrooms and we're going trying on different costumes it would have been nice to see them dressed up and having fun at the end rather than just being punks i mean obviously bulk's managed to sort of get away from swallowing all of the paint that he, he drank earlier yeah that's true a and e did a great job of fixing them up yeah well they always do <laughs> they've got a special bulk and skull wing by now <laughs> like what happened this time smash smashed your head into a pillow got electrocuted you know <laughs> But there were some really creative costumes, and uh, the bit where they were doing the young Elvis and old Elvis, I thought that was quite a cute scene. Saying, but Skull was saying, I could be young Elvis, and you can be old Elvis. which is a-, a gag which was then ripped off by Father Ted like three years later. Ah, yes, this is true. Yeah, there's an episode where, it's a UK sitcom if you've not seen it, there's an episode where they all go to a talent competition, and there's the three priests, and yeah, they dress up as young Elvis, kind of successful Elvis, and... Yeah, let himself go drastically, Elvis. <laughs> it's the exact same joke. So getting into a bit more detail about the whole action stuff then. I mean, the Megazord fight is really cool. I, lo- I love the whole ball and chain aspect of it. Yeah, it's really you know, good. It's really a, a great a weapon, especially when he gets tangled up with the Megazord and they're tugging back and forth like a tug of war. Yeah. And then he lifts up the Megazord and slams it down several times. That's really exciting. I like the bit where he slams the Megazord in the crotch as well. Yeah, that was fun. It's just, it's just, it's that's the thing that just gets me angry because he's such a good fighter and yet it's such a terrible design. Yeah, Rita should just be going around 
growing random human beings and saying, right, you, Alfred, you make my monster grow. And you, Sally, you make my monster grow. And just that's an, actually a very good storyline. I think they, they should do that. Yeah. Because they made the Green Ranger grow really big during the Green Ranger saga. That's true. They did make uh, him go big. Saga, yep. And he was an effective fighter. Yeah. And, you know, I, I like the bit where he tosses the Dragon Zord at the Megazord. It's like, wow, that, yeah. that's got to hurt. Ultimately, I, I think he's just... Frankenstein was cheated out of a victory. He should yeah. have won that. But it was because they were they were running out of time. They decided to wrap things up really quickly and skewer him with a power, uh, power staff. That's it. Again, next week, I'll have some stuff to say about that. Speaking of disasters, the earthquake, just very quickly. Yeah. Um, really, really devastating earthquake. The ground split up into two. Buildings are collapsing everywhere. The camera is shaking. People are running around. And yet, back at the gym bar, it wasn't a big deal. And he was just going, <laughs> look, it's okay, don't panic. It's just an earthquake. Just relax. And then there's a bit where Billy came back and says, look, this is a disaster. And Kimberly just calmly, sarcastically goes, yeah, it's just an earthquake. No, no, guys, it's Rita Repulsa. What, Rita? That's real trouble. Yeah, but putting it... an earthquake. This is a serious disaster. Putting it into context, they have an earthquake every week at the Jim and Juice Bar now. Yes, exactly. So, you know... Earthquake number seven. Yeah, so who even cares anymore, I think? (laughs) The whole thing is just going to be miraculously rebuilt back together in time for next week's episode, so... I should say, by the way, we're not actually allowed to criticise this episode. What? Because it, it is written by Cheryl Saban, wife of Haim Saban. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Um, so, brilliant episode, guys. Thanks very much. Incredible ah. writing. I mean, this is <laughs> Oscar worthy. Yep, brilliant, brilliant stuff. Um, Such yeah. acting, fantastic costumes, um, believable storylines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think you got away with it? I think you did. I think that you, you did absolutely brilliantly. Phew! Someone who isn't doing brilliantly is the subtitlers on Netflix. Okay. Now I don't know if you watch the episode, if you watch things on Netflix with subtitles, and I quite often do. Mm-hmm. It tends to be just on by default. You know, if I'm doing other things or that there's noise and things, it just helps to be able to follow things. I, I have to say, I did not do the subtitles on this. But they're, what did they're you getting worse. The ones for Power Rangers have never been great, but they're getting worse. I mean, half of the Megazord fight was indecipherable. When Jason says, we need Megazord power, the subtitle said, get his Megazord pro. (laughs) And power up became collar up. (laughs) Okay. How did the the, the guy who was writing the subtitles listen through the episode underwater with his ear blocked up? I don't know. It's like those people who put stuff into Google Translate and then translate it back. You know, it's like that's happened. Yeah, I don't know where the Netflix subtitles have come from, but they're absolutely horrendous. Okay, we think we need to ask Netflix. Uh, as soon as this episode yep. is published, yep. we'll do at Netflix on Twitter. Can you explain the subtitles? Why they're so bad? <laughs> also, someone on my list of shame this week is whoever's contributed to the Ranger Wiki. Okay, what's happened there? Under notes for this episode, Balkan Skull's Peter Pan and Captain Hook costumes may be a nod to the other Fox Kids show at the time, Peter Pan and the Pirates, or the original story by J.M. Barry, or the 1953 Disney film. <laughs> yeah. It could be anything. I mean, it's going to be one of those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
I mean, Ranger Wiki is very useful for a lot of things, but... Sometimes it's just as lazy as the costume design for this episode of Power Rangers <laughs> and Super... I oh, think this dear. just sums up the episode greatly. That word, lazy. Lazy. Well, should we get to rating it then? Yes, yes. I'm just going to put this out there right now. Oh, this is just a lazy episode with a lazy premise and a lazy costume design. And it just was plodding along really, really slowly. And there were a couple yep. of good points. The biggest good point being the monster itself has got some fantastic combat skills. And I actually felt yep. cheated when it was defeated so quickly. But that good point it only gives it one extra star. So I'm overall giving this episode two out of six power coins. Excellent. I'm glad you remembered our rating system right at the end there after you were talking about stars. Yes, <laughs> that's fine. I'll fix it in post. <laughs> glad you're back on track. Cracks. Coins. There you go. Fixed it. Coins. Power coins. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody will ever know the difference when you're... Oh, that gives it an extra coins. Power coin. Power yeah. coins. Power coins. There you go. I've got enough samples now to work with. Brilliant. Well, well done. Um, yeah, I'm going to go similar. I mean, it's a problem because... It's a one-star script. Sorry, yes. Cheryl, but it <laughs> it's really bad. Ah, a one-star script, you say? Coin! <laughs> there you go, if you can splice that in. <laughs> yep, perfect. <laughs> uh, but the action sequence, it's easily a four-power coin fight. Mm, yes. Maybe five. But as you say, it, it only really... Add, I can't in any good faith give this episode more than two power coins out of six i tell you what it didn't make me angry um i wasn't angry watching this episode at all i was angry for the first 10 minutes i was i was really just like oh i i can't be doing with this Mm. i mean i said to you can we not just end the podcast yes rather than talk about this i messaged you on twitter saying look i just want to stop and i said no i've already watched this episode (laughs) we're going to talk about this episode Oh, it just, yeah. I mean, it, as you say, it got better. The fight was really good. And that's what upsets me. Mm, yes. The fact the fight was so good in an episode so bad. So, what did you guys think? Let us know. Tweet us at RangerPod. Look at us on Facebook, facebook.com slash RangerPod. Or email us as nobody has ever done, apart from Uncle Eric, but he was just taking pity on us like usual. TheRangerPod at gmail.com. So, join us next time when we'll be going gung-ho and wrapping up the whole Super Putty storyline thing. I can't wait to listen to that because, as we mentioned before, we've watched it already and... Wait a minute, Frankenstein's back in this episode! What's going on? I'll, I'll explain later. <laughs>